Well, blessings everyone. Welcome to Arise Sleeping Giant. I am your host, author Tammy Gillstrap. I do pray that you are well today and that you have found some time to spend in the presence of our Creator, Adonai Elohim. I'm telling you, I am so excited, excited, excited to share this word that I received uh, the other day. I believe it was the day before yesterday, and I've been working on this um, ever since then, trying to get this word out to you because after all that is my ministry to the body of believers that is the church that is you and I that is what I'm called to do is to minister to you and I want to share with you what God gave me the word that God gave me the day before yesterday as I was in prayer you know during this time we know and what I say when I say this time I'm referring to the time of the end of the age is what I'm referring to. The time that we're living in now. The time before Yeshua's return. The end of the age as the Bible uh, talks about. We know that during this time we must be in a time of repentance. But a lot of times we don't even understand what that word means. And sometimes we don't even know as a nation what we are repenting from. So this word that I heard the day before yesterday I want to share it with you because it is going to absolutely blow you away. Even though we read all about it in the scripture. Um, you know, Adonai Elohim is saying to us in this hour that we must repent of malice because he is a sovereign Lord. Oh man, whoo, what a mouthful, and I can't wait to share with you what that means exactly, because as you know, I love to look up words and find out what they're all about, and um, so let me take just a short, short break really quick. My battery is flashing on my laptop here, and I need to plug it up, and I can't even see the cord right now, but I'm going to take a really short break, and I'll be right back to let you know what God is saying and what he means by that. Okay, beloved, I am back. Forgive me for that. Um, I actually couldn't find my cord to charge up my laptop and I didn't want to run out of battery in the middle of this conversation because it is really, really amazing and I want you to get this like I got it. And so, also I had to run and get me some lemon water. My throat has been just a little bit, you know, scratchy because of the pollen and everything in the air. But anyway, let's get back to this message that God gave me. He said that we as the body of believers, okay, need to repent of malice because he is sovereign Lord. Hallelujah. Now I looked up these words and we're going to find out and break them down. Not in detail, but I try to make things um, as easy to understand as possible. So when I looked up this word, uh, repentance metonia it is called throughout the bible it is a summons to a personal absolute and ultimate unconditional surrender to god that is adonai elohim the god of abraham isaac and jacob the god of israel that's the god i'm referring to it is a surrender to him as sovereign now though this word repentance includes sorrow and regret it is more in line in that we are repenting and making a complete change of direction. In other words, a 180 degree turn literally towards God. In other words, we are returning 
to God. That is what repentance means. The Greek understanding, which is in the Newer Testament, literally means change of mind. So this word translates as or translated as repentance, but it's not the kind of repentance that we're talking about as of regret, like you regret something or you have guilt or shame over something. No, this kind of repentance that we're talking about implies making a decision to turn around and to face a new direction. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we are going to repent. So that is what repentance means. Literally to turn around, to turn back to God, to change our mind and to turn back to God. It's an unconditional surrender to God as sovereign. Isn't that amazing? Now, let's look up this word malice, okay? It literally means bad and evil, okay? It's a definition of it's it's bad and evil in the widest sense, okay? It it, it means to be uh inwardly foul or rotten or poisoned. Oh, and it literally means inner malice is flowing out of a morally rotten character. Oh my Lord. It means vicious intention, a desire to hurt someone. Now get this church. This is going to blow your mind. Malice is a characteristic of a pre-converted life. And it is in opposition to God. Oh my Lord help us. It is a characteristic of someone who is unconverted. Who is in complete opposition to God. Church, Christians, believers have been guilty of being vicious, of having malice towards others. Ouch! Oh my God, help us. Help us, Father. That is what we need to repent from. Malice. Vicious intention. Inwardly rotten, inwardly foul, morally rotten character. Lord, help us, God. Because he is sovereign. That is why he said we must repent because he is sovereign. That means, what does it mean? We hear that God is sovereign all the time. He is sovereign over everything. What does that actually mean? This is going to blow your mind, okay? It means, literally, that God has supreme authority. He has rightful rank over everything. That means sovereign Lord means he has the rightful authority. He is Lord and Master over all authority, whether it be human or divine. Oh my Lord! 
He is sovereign Lord. He has rightful authority. He is master over all. Whether it's human or divine. Oh my goodness. I was like, how, how awesome is our God? You know, he's the only one that deserves that title. Because why? He is sovereign. He's sovereign Lord. Remember, beloved, that nothing takes our God by surprise, right? You know, this virus didn't take him by surprise, nor did any other thing that has ever come upon the face of the earth or that man has had to face. You know, also, what is so amazing about our God as sovereign is that we know that he even reigns over evil. And what I mean by this is that our God will and does use evil men to bring about his judgments upon the earth. We see this all throughout scripture. That's another part of his sovereignty. We see this all throughout scripture. But I want us to take a look at Habakkuk real quick. You know, yes, Habakkuk. The prophet didn't understand why a holy God would allow such evil to continue. But what I want you to notice is that Habakkuk didn't misunderstand his God. Oh no. He understood his God very well. He misunderstood why God was allowing these evil men to continue living and to continue in their evilness. That's what he misunderstood. In other words, Habakkuk is groaning and asking, how long is, you know, is he going to have to suffer these ungodly people? Does that sound familiar? I'm sure it does. Anyone who has a heart um, after God that understands the difference between good and evil is, has asked that question. I've asked that question many, many times to God. But understand that Habakkuk's confusion on this situation was not doubt. No, no. He had great trust in the truth of God. He recognized that uh, what was evil, he recognized what was evil because, why? He believed in God's law. You know, he didn't just accept uh, evil, as it were. He was appalled by it, just like we are to be appalled by it. You know, he dealt with his doubts and confusion, though, in the proper manner. You know how he did that? He turned to God for the answers. He didn't look to his own understanding, remember? And what happened? God answered him, beloved. He said, the Lord revealed to Habakkuk that he was very much at work, even, even in the midst of everything that was going on. Look at Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 5. He said, look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded, for I will work a work in your days which you would not believe, though it were told you. Woo! The prophet was told to look around him and see what was going on among the nations. He said, observe and be astounded because that's where the judgment will come. Whoo! All throughout scripture, we see God has used evil 
or evil men to bring about his judgments upon nations who were what? In rebellion to him. We see this throughout Israel's history. And in fact, this prophecy that he has given Habakkuk right here is for these days that we are living in now. The end of the age or the end of days in this time that we're living in, this time frame. You know, we have been living in this age, the end of the age, since Yeshua returned to the Father. He went to prepare a place for us, remember? So, remember that God has always given man ample time to repent. So here we are once again today. We have another opportunity before us. While in essence the world is at a standstill, pretty much. You know, we have ample time once again to repent. To return to God and to do what is right in the sight of our God. The question is, will we? You know, God has been asking this question since sin crept into the garden that he created for man. In fact, that is the theme of the message that God gave me to bring to the church, the people who make up the church. Repent, 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 while there is still time to repent. Oh, beloved, if the righteous be scarcely saved, oh my God, where does that leave the lost and dying and undone? Where does that leave a lost and dying world? We must repent. We must repent of malice. We must repent of our rebellion. We must make a complete change of direction towards God and away from the foolish things of this world. We must seek forgiveness of our inwardly rotten moral core. Ugh, that is inward malice. We must seek forgiveness and repent of our outward malice. That is our desire to hurt someone with our words or our actions. You know, let us give back to God his rightful authority. Not only over us, but our homes, our lives, our loved ones, our businesses, and every area. Let us recognize, beloved, that he is sovereign Lord. He is master over all, whether human or divine he is in control so we can stop trying to be God for ourselves and others. Oh man, you know that when Yeshua returns, guess what? He's coming back as what? The conquering lion, not as a lamb. Oh man, that day is over. That day is over. He is coming back as a conquering lion. And he is going to conquer. And the governments of the world are going to be upon his shoulders, beloved. So let's give God back his rightful authority, his sovereignty over us and over 
our nation as a people. Let's pray right now together for forgiveness as a nation, as a people. You know, we always want to pray God's word back to him, beloved. So let's do that right now. Let's pray the prayer that Daniel prayed. Let's pray. Let's do what Daniel did. Let's pray for forgiveness and repent as a nation by praying Daniel's prayer just as he did long, long ago. Let me take one little short break, grab a sip of water. When I return, grab your Bibles, uh, turn to uh, Daniel chapter 9. We are going to begin reading there in just a moment. And just hang on one moment. I'll be right back. Okay, beloved, we are back. If you have your Bibles, turn to Daniel chapter 9. We're going to begin reading in verse um, 4. But what is, let me give you a little background right here, real quick. Daniel is praying and pleading, and he's decided to fast and pray because he just um, received, um, he just understood uh, a revelation of the word of the uh, prophet Jeremiah that prophesied that the about the 70 years uh, that Jerusalem would lie desolate. So he has turned to God and he's pleading with him out of desperation and praying. He is repenting and praying for the nation here. And I have prayed this prayer uh, many times before um, for the nation as well. And so we're going to begin now to pray. Let's pray together just as Daniel did when he stood and prayed and confessed to his God. Here we go. O Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with all who love him and obey his commands. We have sinned and done wrong. We have been wicked and have rebelled. We have turned away from your commands and laws. We have not listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. Lord, you are righteous, but this day we are covered with shame. The men of Judah and people of Jerusalem and all of Israel both near and far, in all the countries where you have scattered us because of our unfaithfulness to you. O Lord, we and our kings, our princes and our fathers are covered with shame because we have sinned against you. The Lord our God is merciful and forgiving, even though we have rebelled against him. We have not obeyed the Lord our God or kept the laws that he gave us through his servants, the prophets. All of Israel has transgressed your law and turned away, refusing to obey you. Therefore, the curses and sworn judgments written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out on us because we have sinned against you. You have fulfilled the word spoken against us and against our rulers by bringing upon us great disaster. Under the whole heaven, nothing has ever been done like what has been done to Jerusalem. Just as it is written in the law of Moses, all this disaster has come upon us. Yet we have not sought the favor of the Lord our God by turning from our sins and giving attention to your truth. The Lord did not hesitate to bring the disaster upon us, for the Lord our God is righteous in everything he does. Yet... We have not obeyed him. 
Now, O Lord our God, who brought your people out of Egypt with a mighty hand, and who made for yourself a name that endures to this day, we have sinned and we have done wrong. O Lord, in keeping with all your righteous acts, turn away your anger now and your wrath from Jerusalem, your city, your holy hill. Our sins and the iniquities of our fathers have made Jerusalem and your people an object of scorn to all those around us. Now, our God, hear the prayers and petitions of your servant. For your sake, O Lord, look with favor on your desolate sanctuary. Give ear, O God, and hear. Open your ears and see the desolation of the city that bears your name. For we do not make request of you because we are righteous, but because of your great mercy. O Lord, listen. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, hear and act. For your sake, O my God, do not delay. Because your city and your people bear your name. O my God, all men and all men, forgive us, Father God, of all of our unrighteousness, of all our malice and of all of our wrongdoings we repent and return unto you as a nation oh my god now there's also personal repentance and there's a great prayer uh, of personal repentance found in psalm 51 and let me give you a little background of what's going on here this is what happened when god sent nathaniel the prophet to King David. Remember, here is King David, who is what a a man after God's own heart, and he has um, committed atrocities in the sight of God. Not only did King David commit murder, uh, he committed murder. Remember, before he committed adultery with Bathsheba. And so God has sent Nathaniel the prophet to King David and has told him what is going to happen to him because he done such a thing in the sight of God. And, and David, King David knows that God is just in his judgment. And so King David uh, prays this prayer in Psalm 51 for personal repentance and we can pray this for personal repentance too but I just wanted to give you a little background of what was going on there so let us pray as David prayed have mercy upon me O God in your goodness and in your abundant compassion blot out my offense wash away all of my guilt from my sin cleanse me for I know my offense my sin is always before me. Against you alone I have sinned. I have done such evil in your sight that you are just in your sentence, blameless when you condemn. True, I was born guilty, a sinner, even as my mother conceived me. Still, you insist on sincerity of heart. In my inmost being, teach me wisdom. Cleanse me with hyssop that I may be pure. Wash me, make me whiter than snow. Let me hear sounds of joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Turn away your face from my sins and blot out all of my guilt. 
a clean heart create for me, God. Renew in me a steadfast spirit. Do not drive your presence from me, nor take from me your Holy Spirit. Restore me, restore my joy in your salvation. Sustain in me a willing spirit. I will teach the wicked your ways, that sinners may return to you. Rescue me from death, God, my saving God, that my tongue may praise your healing power. Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will proclaim your praise. For you do not desire sacrifice, a burnt offering you would not accept. My sacrifice, God, is a broken spirit. God, do not spurn a humble heart. All men and all men. Father, hear our cry now as we turn from our malice, as we declare you sovereign Lord, Father, over all things. Thank you, Father God, for forgiveness now that when we have repented, that we return back to you now, Father God. Return to your word. Return to your ways, Father. That we may help others, Father, along the way, along this journey. And we ask it and thank you in Yehoshua's mighty name, Yeshua HaMashiach, our Messiah, our Savior. Amen and Amen. Now, I hope that uh, you have uh, enjoyed this as much as I have. I always enjoy hearing, not only hearing from God, but acting on His Word. We also must be doers of His Word. Amen. I do want to encourage you to get your copy of Arise, Sleeping Giant, Your Slumber is Over. You can get that um, at Amazon.com or on any online book retailer. Um, also, you may want to do that in a digital download right now because it's actually cheaper to do that as well. You know, I looked on Amazon the other day and I was surprised and shocked that the printed copy was like 30 something dollars and I didn't I was I didn't really like that. That's that's too high. I think you know, I think it's because they're trying to encourage people right now to do the digital downloads instead of having the, you know, printed copies. But whatever the case may be, you can you can find those anywhere online at any online retail, retailer and I really do encourage you to get a copy of that book because I'm telling you it is so much for the times that we're living in today. Probably more so today than it was uh, 10 years ago. So do get a copy of that book, Arise Sleeping Giant, Your Slumber is Over. You won't be sorry that you did. Hey, follow me on my links on this broadcast and join me on my next broadcast. You don't want to miss it. And it's probably going to be tomorrow. I'm going to try to get it on tomorrow. I'm going to do my studying for that. I've already been doing some study, but I want to do some more studying on it. And we're going to be talking about praying for prodigals. You don't want to miss this because you are going to find out something that maybe you weren't aware of. So, beloved, have a wonderful time in the Lord. Encourage others to repent of malice because He is sovereign Lord. Amen. And so, until next time, beloved, many blessings to you and shalom.